Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB and today is the 27th of July. The market does not look good. In the later part of today, the Federal Reserve is going to be making a stance on interest rate. So they're going to be live at 8am Eastern Time, which I believe is roughly around 4pm Gulf Standard Time. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about what the impact potentially could have on the stock market and in the cryptocurrency world. In fact, in yesterday's episode, we talked about how this week is extremely crucial for the stock market and for the cryptocurrency market too. So in case if you want to find out more, please listen to my episode which was released yesterday, that is the 26th of July. In today's episode, I'm going to start off with a simple question. When you talk about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, blockchain, is it a distributed or is it a decentralized or is it a fairly decentralized system? The answer should be extremely basic and pretty simple. And if you've got it wrong, you definitely need to get the basics right. So we will be talking about the Bitcoin white paper and only one of this word between distributed, decentralized and fairly decentralized has been used more than 12 times. There's also an article that talks about how Solana may be a fairly decentralized project. In today's episode, we will also talk about Lightning Network and this whole narrative of Lightning Network, not blockchain, may actually be holding true. Later on in today's episode, we will also discuss a really important podcast by Laura Shin. And in that podcast, she has Nelson Roda, who's the journalist from El Salvador, and they discuss how making Bitcoin in legal tender was not necessarily a good decision. So we'll be exploring that in detail. We're also going to be talking about a fully encrypted peer-to-peer -peer video chat program. And this is launched the king of stablecoins, Tether USDT and Bitfinex. So really massive news. Regarding UAE, I have two news and both the news seem to be extremely positive. The first news is Higher Committee for Future Technology and Digital Economy has been formed in Dubai. This is brilliant news because last week at the Metaverse Everything podcast, we talked about how Dubai wants to be the leading city in the region so far as Metaverse is concerned and the top 5 city in the world. And what I tend to do in my Metaverse Everything podcast, I cover top 5 news from around the world from Metaverse and top 5 Metaverse news from Dubai. So I definitely will be covering this once again. We also talked about Dubai Metaverse strategy and I also have a standalone episode on Dubai Metaverse strategy. So please, please go and listen to that. And now in Dubai, we also have a higher committee which was just released yesterday. And the higher committee is for future technology and digital economy. Definitely brilliant move. What I think is when it comes to cryptocurrencies, blockchain and metaverse, when the world is taking one step, Dubai is literally taking 10 steps ahead. So absolutely brilliant move. Another brilliant move taking place in the city of Dubai is the Dubai police. The Dubai police is going to release the second NFT collection and this is going to happen at the Jitex event which is going to take place later in the year. So we will definitely discuss why this NFT is also a brilliant move. So welcome everyone, it's Atim, you're in Dubai and you're listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8 where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. How the series of episodes on the Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information 
pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. This is followed by Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. And Fridays at 8am Gulf Standard Time, we have an episode called Metaverse Everything where we solely focus on Metaverse. So please check out those episodes as well. The format for Metaverse Everything podcast is completely different and what I tend to do is I tend to publish a daily and weekly report via my LinkedIn profile. My LinkedIn profile is in the show notes below. Alternatively, you can also go to my website that is blockchaindxb.com and search for the crypto blogs. Also, what you can also do is go to the Medium website and search for Blockchain DXB for my daily blogs. So let's kick start today's episode. Today is the 27th of July and I'm looking at the price at 3.30 a.m. Gulf Standard Time. So quite early in the morning. Currently, it is still the 26th in most parts of Europe, even in US and in Canada. The global crypto market currently is below the $1 trillion mark. It is at $968 trillion. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 2.68%. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is $66.63 billion. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 11.08%. The total volume in DeFi is currently at $5.75 billion. And DeFi accounts for 8.62% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, when I look at this data, guys, every day, the most worrisome data is the volume of stable coins. And there are two ways of looking at it. The first worrisome data is the actual volume of stable coin, which is ridiculously low. As of 27th of July, it is $62.49 billion. The second part, which is extremely worrisome, is the percentage of stablecoin volumes of the total crypto market. Now, stablecoins as of today accounts for 93.79% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. This is extremely, extremely worrisome. I've been noticing just for the past two months or so, the percentage has been increasing quite a lot. I've been tracking this data for more than three years. Just since the past three months or so, the percentage has been increasing. And I'll tell you the reason why it is worrisome. If the percentage of stablecoin volume is high, central banks from all over the world could easily transition to central bank digital currencies. One point that they would put forward is, if you look at the volume of cryptocurrency market, stablecoins do actually account for 93 or 94%. Then they're going to back this point with the collapse of Terra Luna, possibly the collapse of any other stablecoins and they're going to highlight the negatives of cryptocurrencies and that just makes the transition of central bank digital currencies much more easier. So definitely not good and it is extremely worrisome. The king of all kings Bitcoin is currently at $21,108 and since the last 24 hours it is marginally down by 2.56% and since the last 7 days it is down by 9.86%. Ethereum the price currently is at $1,413. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 4.32%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 9.06%. Binance coin is currently at $247. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.25%. And since the last 7 days, 
it is down by 8.27%. And to be completely honest guys, I'm really surprised with the way how Binance coin has been relatively stable since the past 6 months or so. No matter what happens in the cryptocurrency market, the price of Binance coin has hovered between $220 to $250. So that is definitely great. I'm just hoping that there is nothing shady going on so far as managing the price of Binance is concerned. Because remember, Security Exchange Commission is going after Binance because they feel that back in 2017 when they did an ICO, it could have been a security. So let's wait and see what happens at the final outcome. Let's kickstart this session with a question that I asked at the start of this podcast. Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, blockchain technology, are they distributed, decentralized or fairly decentralized? The answer to that is extremely basic and you should be knowing by now that Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies and blockchain are a distributed form of system. Decentralized is not the right terminology. If you go through the Bitcoin white paper, how many times has the word decentralized been mentioned in the Bitcoin white paper? The answer is zero. How many times is the word distributed mentioned in the Bitcoin white paper? The answer is 12. Now the reason why people tend to use decentralized and not distributed is with the same intentions though. But the correct terminology should be distributed. Bitcoin is a distributed system. Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system that does have the ability to make the greatest meme of the US dollar. A distributed system is the only way where we can reach separation of money and the state. But again guys, unfortunately, with the way how game theory works, our human greed and the simple and complex nature of demand and supply where supply is fixed, the demand keeps fluctuating, I do think it is an extremely challenging problem to solve. Replacing the trust element with cryptography, hashing algorithm and mathematic which solve the double spend problem is definitely a good way to start. There is an article published on Cointelegraph that talks about Solana. Now personally, I've never been a fan of Solana. The reason being that article says that it is fairly more decentralized than other projects. And I remember back in 2018 and 19 when EOS was one of the protocols that tried to be the Ethereum killer. Dan Larimer kept on saying that EOS is much more decentralized or fairly decentralized in comparison to Ethereum. So the article which is published by Cointelegraph says that Solana seems to be more decentralized than people think. So Solana based decentralized finance firm called Unstoppable Finance has argued that Solana is more decentralized than people make it out to be. In a blog post, the DeFi firm lays out its argument citing that blockchain networks, active validator count, Nokomoto coefficient and support for validator hardware which is often argued to be expensive are the reasons for networks decentralization. Guys what I really want you to do is go to Google, type in distributed, decentralized. You will get an image and you can clearly see the distinction between distributed and decentralized. Remember Bitcoin is a distributed system. Having decentralization defeats the whole purpose and having fairly decentralized is just one way of negotiating with centralization. Now let's move on to a very important news today that is the interest rate. The Federal Reserve Board will be making a decision on the interest rate today and the decision will be out at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. This will be approximately 4 p.m. 
Gulf Standard Time. Now, this interest rate decision will have severe impact, not just on the price of cryptocurrencies, but on the entire stock market as well. Now, in case if you want to see the price movements, I would really recommend you to look at the price movement before 4 p.m. Gulf Standard Time and probably an hour or two after 4 p.m. So 6 p.m., let's look at the price of cryptocurrencies. In the coming months and years, Biden inflation, stagflation, recession and depression will definitely lead to a new world order. Deglobalization, chosen by the elite that is Larry Fink and quite a lot of rich people, will be the main agenda and that is possibly because of the COVID-19 era. So what I think is that the future, probably a couple of months or years down the line, would look something like this. That is, Bitcoin and NFTs will be a store of value. Ethereum and other blockchain protocols, let's say Solana or Avalanche or some other new protocols, would be as a store of value and a medium of exchange as well. In the next coming years, stablecoins and central bank digital currencies will be the medium of exchange. While this is taking place, I personally feel that Lightning Network does have a major role to play. Lightning Network, not blockchain, is a narrative that is slowly building up and definitely need to. Personally, I don't think we need blockchain. If you have Lightning Network and we also have Liquid Network, once Lightning Network and Liquid Network gets mainstream adoption, I think we don't particularly need blockchain. In case if you want to find out more information about Lightning Network and Liquid Network, go to Blockstream's website. Adam Back, who I personally still think might be Satoshi Nakamoto, is the CEO of Blockstream. Now, Bitcoin with Lightning Network may also be an ideal form of payment and medium of exchange in the metaverse. Now, if you go to my website, that is blockchaindxp.com, go to the section which says blockchain. I've written two articles on central bank digital currencies. In that article, I've actually mentioned why central bank digital currencies might be a much better and preferred form of payment in the metaverse and not cryptocurrencies. And if you go through another section which says metaverse, I give a detailed breakdown, both a technical as well as a fundamental aspects of what metaverse actually is. A couple of days ago, Bloomberg, they also had an event called as Bloomberg Crypto Summit. And there is a brilliant video of Jack Mollus who talks about the benefits of using Lightning Network. So do you guys think that Lightning Network, not blockchain, could be the narrative that would slowly be building up in the next coming months ahead? Regarding Lightning Network, there was massive hype in El Salvador. And Laura Shin, who is the host of the Unchained podcast, she just might be the top three podcasters of all time in the cryptocurrency space. In that podcast, she interviewed Nelson Roda, who's the journalist for El Faro. They talk about the impact of Bitcoin in El Salvador. I would definitely recommend you guys to go and uh, listen to that episode. It is also available on YouTube. The episode is called Bitcoin in El Salvador. Why would cypherpunks support government-mandated Bitcoin adoption? There are two ways of looking at it. You can listen to this episode and make your own opinion. But what I would recommend you to do is listen to the entire episode. Then, Peter McCormack has another interview with the President Nayib Bukele. As a matter of fact, he has two interviews. Listen to both of those interviews as well and then make up your own mind. At this point of time, I still haven't made up my mind. I did listen to President Nayib Bukele's interview with Peter McCormack. I had a completely different picture of President Nayib Bukele and the role of Bitcoin's adoption 
in El Salvador. But when I listened to this particular episode with Nelson Roda, with Laura Shin, I had a completely different perspective on Bitcoin being made a legal tender. And in this particular episode, they talked about what kind of president Nayib Bukele was before Bitcoin, what the financial reality was for El Salvadorians before the implementation of Bitcoin. They talked about how President Nayib Bukele changed the monetary policy and how he did it in just a matter of few hours. In that podcast, they talked about how the actual decision and the actual law got transformed in less than 90 minutes because they were watching a football game. The football game started and it continued and in the meantime, the approval of Bitcoin being made a legal tender was already done. And in this episode, they also talked about why Nelson believes that Bitcoin law is not meant for Salvadorians, instead a PR stunt. The way they talk it, I kind of agree to it because, you know, the examples that he gives does make a lot of sense. And they also talk about how people in general in Salvador reacted after the announcement of Bitcoin as a legal tender. One really interesting thing that caught me off guard was that he talked about when the decision was being made. President Nayib Bukele was live on Twitter space. And the Twitter space was not meant for people in El Salvador. Rather, it was meant for institution financial giants in US. Now, that does not make any sense because if you're making the decision, ideally, you would want to do it for the people in El Salvador. Again, it looks like a PR stunt or does it look like a movement to get a lot of foreign investors investing into El Salvador? So definitely some really, really interesting point. And in that episode, they also talked about why Bitcoiners are enthusiastic about an authoritarian government for adopting Bitcoin. Now, this particular point is also echoed by Andreas Antonopoulos, who does not think that making Bitcoin a legal tender is a good idea. And the topic he talks about is what if there is a fork of Bitcoin? What happens to the Bitcoin, which is currently being circulated in El Salvador? And quite a lot of really important and crucial information. They also talked about how people in El Salvador do not have any political freedom and how it contradicts the narrative of financial freedom that Bitcoin aims to provide. So I really urge you guys to go ahead and listen to the entire episode. Then also listen to President Nayib Bukele's interview with Peter McCormack. There are two interviews, so I'd recommend to go ahead and listen to both of them. So in a way, you're listening to three episodes. One has a completely different picture. The other has a completely different picture then you make up your own decision. Let's move on to next news. Decrypt has an informative article that talks about how Tuesday was not at all a good day for Coinbase and MicroStrategy and how their shares completely plunged down. The article talks about how shares in Bitcoin adjacent companies such as Coinbase and MicroStrategy have fallen down. So again, this particular week is really crucial for the cryptocurrency sector. Let's move on to some really positive news. And this is a fully encrypted peer-to-peer video chat. Tether, the company behind USDT, Bitfinex, Hypercore Networks have launched Hole Punch. Hole Punch is a platform for building fully encrypted peer-to-peer applications. The official information is released via Tether's Twitter channel. Currently, an inaugural product is called as Keet. So Keet is essentially a peer-to-peer video chat to the masses. Keet is currently only available on Windows. It's not available for iOS devices and hopefully in the next coming weeks or months, it will be available on mobile devices as well. I did download Keet and the user experience was fairly basic, nothing out of the extraordinary. Will I try to use Keet instead of Zoom? I don't know at this point of time, 
but the experience was fairly basic. There wasn't any hitches or glitches to that. The fact that it is fully encrypted, peer-to-peer, -peer, for me does it make any difference? Because I am from in Bitcoin space, the answer should be that yes, I'm fully into uh, encryption, fully into peer-to-peer. -peer. The fact is, a day-to-day -day user just wouldn't care if it is encrypted and if it is peer-to-peer. -peer. But let's say if you are a business, in that case, yes, a full encryption and peer-to-peer -peer and security offered by this particular protocol, that is Keith, does make a lot of sense. So hopefully this particular project does actually kick off. And will this particular project by Keith will be a competitor to XX Network? XX Network is a messaging platform by David Shom. And David Shom is one of the OGs of cryptography and Bitcoin. So he's one of the OGs. So Keith.io might just be a competitor for XX Network. What I would recommend you guys to do is try to download Keith the video chatting platform, which is peer-to-peer -peer and it is fully encrypted. Also try XX Network by David Shom. Again, it is peer-to-peer. -peer. And XX Network is also quantum computer resistant. Let's move on to news about UAE. And both the news are extremely positive. The first one is a higher committee for future technology and digital economy has been formed. Under the directives of His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, Vice President, Prime Minister and the ruler of Dubai, to make Dubai a leading global economic hub and in line with the launch of the Dubai Metaverse strategy by His Highness Sheikh Hamdan bin Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, Crown Prince of Dubai and Chairman of Dubai Executive Council, the Dubai government has formed the Higher Committee for Future Technology and Digital Economy. Chaired by the Crown Prince of Dubai, the Higher Committee aims to help shape the future of artificial intelligence by investing in the metaverse and establishing partnership to boost Dubai's digital economy. So Sheikh Hamdan bin Mohammed has said that Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid's far-sighted vision consolidated the status of Dubai as a leading global hub for innovative new concepts and disruptive economic and technological models by deploying advanced technology in vital sectors to improve people's standard of living. He also said that Dubai is a global testbed for technology and future business models aimed at creating new economic opportunities, establishing Dubai as a hub for global digital economy. And he said that we are working as a team to enhance Dubai's position as a global birthplace and a research laboratory for future technologies and one of the world's top 10 metaverse economies in line with Dubai metaverse strategy. And guys, I just released a standalone episode on Dubai metaverse strategy. So I would recommend you guys to go ahead and listen to it and please feel free to share it with other people. Now let's look at the higher committee in detail. The committee will design policies and analyze trends for the digital economy and future technologies and it will focus on metaverse, artificial intelligence, blockchain, web3, virtual reality, augmented reality, the internet of things, data centers and cloud computing in Dubai. The committee will supervise the implementation of strategies related to digital economy and future technologies in Dubai. The committee will work to identify the skills needed for the digital sector and advise the economic sectors about the digital economy. The committee will also follow up on the digital economy's performance and ensure that its contribution to the economy of Dubai is in par with global benchmark. The committee will also plan to attract international companies on conferences specializing in future technologies 
and the digital economy. Further, it will build strategic partnership with entities working in the field of digital economy worldwide. So definitely brilliant, brilliant move. Again, guys, when the world is taking one step, Dubai is literally taking 10 steps ahead. In the Dubai Metaverse strategy, I also talked about does politics have a major part to play a role? In Dubai and in UAE, because there is no politics, the decision making does get extremely, extremely fast. Now let's look at another positive news and this is by Dubai Police. The Dubai Police plans to release the second NFT collection and they are going to release it at Jitex 2022. Dubai Police initially released the first NFT and they released it at the second quarter of 2022. I did try to get in touch with them via Instagram. Unfortunately, I did not receive the free NFT. Over 22.9 million people from all around the world register their interest in obtaining their NFT. They received 7,000 direct messages from participants via the social media sites. I'm pretty much sure mine was at least 10 of them. Brigadier Al Razuki has stated, all participants were contacted to confirm digital wallet addresses and those who met the requirements were shortlisted in a raffle draw, of which 150 individuals won and received the Dubai Police Digital Assets completely for free. Now, this was an absolutely brilliant use case to get people educated about NFTs and more importantly, give them a hands-on experience on the NFT. This NFT can also be transitioned into Metaverse. So in the Metaverse, there might be a museum and these 150 NFTs are going to be having significant value. I'm not sure at this point of time if these NFTs can be traded on a secondary market, but if they are traded on a secondary market, I'm pretty much sure it might be going for hundreds, if not millions of dollars. Let's look at what the second NFT is all about. The hashtag for the second NFT is your security, our happiness. So it's hashtag your security, our happiness. The Dubai police is going to be introducing this second NFT at the Jitex event. Jitex is one of the biggest technological events taking place in Dubai. It's called as Gulf Information Technology Expo. And this year is going to take place between 10th to the 14th of October at Dubai International Convention and Exhibition Center, which is at World Trade Center. Now, Jitex Global is one of the world's most influential meeting places for the technology industry, bringing together leaders, creators, innovators, and makers to discuss, debate, and challenge new ideologies, showcase new products, and identify future opportunities. So the event is going to be absolutely massive. And the Dubai police is planning to release the second NFT collection during Jitex. And once again, they're going to be releasing 150 NFTs. This time, the theme is the forces, innovation, security, and communication values. Really, I'm hoping to attend that event. And I'm hoping to be one of the lucky guys to actually go ahead and get that free NFT. The Dubai police is both the first police organization in the world and the first government organization in the UAE to establish its digital assets. Now, in case if you want to follow them on Twitter, their Twitter handle is Dubai Police HQ, and they've released the official document via Facebook. And Brigadier Al Razuki has stated, individuals who are interested in owning them should keep an eye out. He added that the collection has 150 free digital objects that represents the innovation, security, and communication principles of the force. 
Again, absolutely brilliant use case. It's completely free and will be issued to 150 people and will be issued at the Jitex event. So definitely a brilliant move. So that's all for today guys from the Crypto and Coffee at 8 from Blockchain TXP. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com. You can also check out my website that is www.blockchaindxp.com. You can also check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this, please follow this podcast, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. Now for the next 30 minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So let's kickstart the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8 where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. This is followed by two news and information related to Dubai UAE and Middle East from the cryptocurrency world. What you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. I have a first question by George who asks, in yesterday's podcast you talked about the definition of Bitcoin. What is the correct definition of Bitcoin? George, this is a brilliant question and I'm glad you listened to my episode yesterday. The proper definition of Bitcoin is Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. All the other definitions of Bitcoin that Bitcoin is a digital asset, it is a cryptocurrency, it is the internet of money, it is our digital gold, all of these definitions does seem perfectly fine. But the proper definition is Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer electronic cash system and the answer is pretty simple. If you read through the Bitcoin white paper, that is what it says. If you look at Roger Ver, a lot of Bitcoin maximalists actually hate him right now, but he is often called as the Bitcoin Jesus. In each and every interview, he often refers to Bitcoin or he often refers to Bitcoin Cash as a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. No point of time I'm advocating Bitcoin Cash. I'm just giving you the definition of Bitcoin. So the proper definition of Bitcoin is It is a peer-to-peer electronic cash system and the definition is broken down into two parts that is it is peer-to-peer and it is electronic cash system. What I would recommend you to do is George go to my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com and at the very first page at the bottom of the page you will see a small episode I believe it's roughly for around four to six minutes long where it talks about the definition of Bitcoin. Go ahead and watch it. I would really recommend you guys to go ahead and watch it a couple of times. And George, you'd be surprised a lot of people in the cryptocurrency space still do not truly understand the meaning of distributed. Distributed is not the same as decentralized. One of the reasons why people actually use decentralized, and this goes back to 2015 and 16. Back in 2015 and 16, I think it was IBM who launched a product called as Distributed Ledger Technology. Because they started using distributed ledger technology, 
the OGs of cryptocurrencies back then said, hey, you know what, we don't want to give IBM all the credit, so let's start using decentralized instead of distributed. Now, that being said, when people talk about the word decentralization, they have the same intention of distributed. But George, go to Google, type in distributed versus decentralized. You can clearly see a massive difference between distributed and decentralized. One thing to note, when you look at the image of decentralized, you would see central points of failure spread across different areas. These are not miners. One thing very, very important to note is miners do not have the ability to approve or decline or transaction. Their role is only to update the transaction. But in case of decentralized blockchain, for instance, like Solana or EOS, the validators have declined transactions. As a matter of fact, in Solana, they have even decided to close the blockchain protocol. That is definitely centralized blockchain. That's one of the reasons why they say it's fairly decentralized. I definitely don't agree with that. You are either 100% distributed or you're not. Something simple as that. So that's all for today, guys, from the Ask Me Anything series. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info@blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my website. That is www.blockchaindxb.com. And remember, guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East from the cryptocurrency world. This is followed by the Ask Me Anything series that you're listening to right now, where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So thanks so much for listening guys and have a great day ahead. Bye bye.